Hello, and thank you for listening to the Go Think On It podcast, where we discuss apologetics and cultural issues of today from a Christian worldview. My name is Kyle, I am the host, and without further ado, let's get started. Now, today, I'd like to discuss an Aaron reasoning that we see everywhere today. It's an Aaron reasoning that's very easy to see, it's very easy to spot. I don't understand why students don't get taught that in high school or even junior high. Um, it's very, it's very basic and it's very common and people don't understand that whenever people, whenever someone uses that against you or your position, it's, it's just wrong. They're not proving a point. They're just showing what little they, they know about what you're talking about. And this error in reasoning is called the ad hominem fallacy. Okay? Ad hominem fallacy. A fallacy is nothing more than just an error in logic or an error in reasoning. And that ad hominem fallacy, it's when someone attacks the person instead of that person's argument or position on the argument. We see this fallacy used a lot in children. If you have children, you probably see it every day. We have three kids and I see it every day. One of them takes the toys of the other one or something like that. And they come to me and say, he took my toys. And then the other one says, well, yeah, well, you're stupid. That's an ad hominem fallacy. They're not addressing the fact that they took the other's toys. They're just calling the other person a name. And that's, there's no reason or logic or rationale behind it. They're just trying to attack the other person and get the upper hand when they have no justification for what they did or what they're saying. Now, where we see this today in adults mostly, sadly, is when it comes to race. Uh, I mean, people have come out and said that asking the question, how am I racist, is a racist question. Well, that's an ad hominem fallacy. They're, they're not answering your question as to why they believe you're racist. They're just calling you a name. They're just saying that you're racist. And we shouldn't have to accept that. We shouldn't have to believe that we are what they call us because we're not. We're not racist just because someone calls us racist. And it's wrong for us to actually believe those hateful words when they can't talk rationally on the subject. So that's going to be relevant for the rest of our discussion today. Um, so just keep that in the back of your head. Again, I don't know why they don't teach this in schools today. Um, whether it's elementary, junior high, high school, or even college. The only where, the only place that they do teach it would be the philosophy department in colleges. Um, but if students learn this from a young age, I think it'd solve a lot of our problems today as adults. We'd be able to actually 
talk about things instead of just name-calling on Twitter like we do. And that brings us to the first story that I want to talk about today. And that is from the New York Post. This past week, a daughter of a Texas cop um, who was killed in, in an ambush, uh, this daughter was was harassed and slammed on Twitter for, for tweeting hashtag Blue Lives Matter. I mean, this is the daughter of a man who was murdered on the job. Um, and she got attacked because she had the audacity to say that Blue Lives Matter. Now, I just, I don't understand this at all. I don't understand where people are coming from when they respond to a tweet like that with hatred. I really don't. I, I, I would love for someone to try and explain it to me because I just don't get it. I can't wrap my head around it. This girl is grieving from the murder of her father and people just, they don't respond with respect. They don't respond with compassion. They respond with hatred. And I, I just, no part of me can understand that. And I would love if there was someone out there who could explain it to me. Now this this ambush um, on these cops happened in McAllen, Texas. Um, two cops were killed. Well, two cops were murdered um, by re- they were responding to a uh, a domestic dispute, and they're just they're trying to keep the peace. They're trying to do their job. They're trying to be the public servants that they vowed to be. They're trying to love their citizens um, in their city like they promised to. Um, They're trying to do everything they can to ensure that McAllen, Texas is the best place to live. What happened? They got murdered. One person responded to her by saying that you choose to be a cop. Okay, but you don't choose to get murdered. I, I I don't understand what they were going for. I think they were trying to make the comparison that you choose to be a cop, but you don't choose to be black. Okay, that's fine. Yes, you do choose to be a cop, and you don't choose to be black, but you don't choose to be murdered, but you do choose... To murder cops. You do choose to loot and to riot and to bur- burn police precincts under the guise of Black Lives Matter. Yeah, you don't choose to be black, but you choose your actions. You don't choose the actions that come to you, you choose the actions that you make. Yes, he cho- chose to be a cop. He did not choose to be murdered. No, you didn't choose to be black, but you are choosing to burn cities to the ground. So I still don't understand where that guy was coming from. I don't know what point he was trying to make. There was also someone who said that the daughter didn't need to use a racist hashtag 
The daughter wrote, hashtag blue lives matter. Her dad was a cop. There you go. That's the blue lives. So that's supposed to be racist? I don't understand that. How is that a racist hashtag? Are there only white cops? Well, obviously not. There's more than just white cops. There's there's black cops. There's Jewish cops. There's Hispanic cops. There's... There are cops of every race, color, and nationality out there. So, what's this person trying to get at to say that it's a racist hashtag? Moreover, I don't think this person responding actually knew what was going on. Why do I say that? Well, the two cops that were murdered... Their names are Ishmael Chavez and Edelmira Garez. I don't I'm not pronouncing that right, I guarantee it. Ishmael Chavez. He was the father of the girl who wrote blue, hashtag Blue Lives Matter. And his partner, Edelmira Garez. Now correct me if I I'm wrong, but those aren't European Anglo Saxon names. Those, na- they, those aren't names of white people. And this person in the tweet responded, You don't have to use a racist hashtag. I don't know for sure. I can't guarantee it. But these really sound like Hispanic names to me. So you have this person saying, You, can't, you shouldn't use a racist hashtag. To someone with Hispanic descent. I mean, the, the, these cops are a minority. Racism, by the usually accepted definition, occurs against minorities. It doesn't happen against the majority. Now, I believe it can, and it absolutely does, but that's not how we typically think about it. We think about Racism as, well, when we think about racism, we think of the Ku Klux Klan. We think of these bad white people who own slaves um, or burn crosses. I mean, it, it's always white against someone. That's, that's how we always think about it. And that's what's embedded into our minds. So, to get back to this, I don't, I still don't understand where this person tweeting is coming from. What are they trying to prove? I mean, all, all they're really proving is their absolute ignorance and their inability to know or discuss the facts. Now, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get us all to understand that just because we say something doesn't make it true. For all intents and purposes, this... Twitter user called called this daughter of the cop a racist, even though she didn't explicitly say you are a racist, but she certainly did imply it very strongly, and that's not okay. And we have to realize that just because someone does that, that doesn't actually make them a racist. Just because someone says, hey, you shouldn't have used a racist hashtag like that. 
that doesn't mean their hashtag is actually racist. It, it, especially when you look at the story, it just shows their foolishness and their ignorance. And it's, it's actually kind of embarrassing that this is coming from American adults. But this kind of stuff is prevalent everywhere in our culture. And we shouldn't have to accept it. Blue lives do matter. Black lives do matter. White lives do matter. Native American lives matter. Jewish lives matter. Hispanic lives matter. You can go on. The list is endless. All lives matter. And that includes blue lives. And thankfully, some people in our leadership, our government leadership, are actually standing up um, to this backlash. Uh, the Texas governor, Greg Abbott, said he offered the full backing of the state, and he tweeted, We unite to hashtag back the blue. So thankfully, someone is realizing the importance of every life, including the police officers' lives. And I think we, as an American people, need to do the same. Instead of being scared of being called names or being called racist or whatever, we need to stand up for not just what we believe, but what's actually true. And the truth is that all lives do matter. And the truth is that includes the lives of the police. A policeman or woman goes to his job every day because he loves his city. He doesn't go for it for the pay. He doesn't join the police force because it's an easy job. He does it because he loves his city. I personally can't believe that police officers still show up in cities like Portland, Seattle, um, LA, New York, because of the way they're being treated. Not just by the citizens, not just by the quote-unquote protesters, but by the leadership of the city and the state. I would have quit. I'll be honest with you. I would have quit. I would have said, it's not worth it. I don't have the support of the people I need support from. I quit. But that's not them. I'm amazed that people still show up to work um, within the police department every single day. And they do it because they absolutely love their community. They're willing to give their lives for the people that hate them. They go to work every day knowing that they're going to be singled out and that they're going to be targeted. And what do the governors and the mayors do? Nothing. Sure, there are bad cops out there, but there's so many more good cops. And if you're a cop that's listening to this, come to Indiana. Maybe not Indianapolis, but the rest of Indiana wants you. We love our cops. We support our cops. And we want you to contribute to the great place that Indiana is. Blue lives do matter. And let's make this movement that people can't ignore. Now this next story is um, a continuation from one of last week. Last week, 
I mentioned a woman being murdered on the Indianapolis Canal um, because someone in her group had the audacity to say, all lives matter. Um, And the other group was a Black Lives Matter group. And uh, the long story short is that the Black Lives Matter group surprise attacked the All Lives Matter group and murdered this girl. Well, in response to that, there's a pastor in Indianapolis who decided to actually start his own organization called All Lives Matter. And this is definitely in a direct response to the organization of Black Lives Matter. The pastor's name is Mark Powell. I don't have a lot of information on him. I don't even know where he's the pastor of a church. But in a press conference this past week, he said that we are here, and I quote, we are here for unity. It's not black lives matter or white lives matter or brown lives matter or red lives matter. God says all lives matter. It's the unity of our humanity that counts. Now, I fully support this. I think he's absolutely right. It's not black lives matter. It's not white lives matter. It's not brown lives matter. It's not yellow lives matter. It's not red lives matter. It's not orange lives matter. It's not whatever. God says all lives matter. Period. That's the end of it. Now, when we say that God says all lives matter, we're not just appealing to the Bible. Um... Because some people are going to throw up their hands and say, Oh, don't give me that Bible nonsense. I don't want to listen to it. It's all wrong. But what we're actually saying when we say, God says all lives matter, is that we are directly pointing at the person in front of us and saying, Your life matters. It doesn't just matter to you. It matters to me. And it matters to who I believe in. I don't think the people in the Black Lives Matter organization can say the same thing. I don't think they can look at a police officer or a white person and point at them and say, your life matters. They cannot say your life matters to not just you, but your life matters to me. If they could say that, we wouldn't be dealing with a lot of the stuff that we see on the news. We wouldn't be seeing these riots because these people would be able to say to the business owners, hey, your life and your livelihood matter to me. But they don't matter to them, so they riot, they loot, they steal, they destroy. They're not able to say to cops, your life matters to me. Or else the daughter of a cop want to be harassed on Twitter for saying hashtag blue lives matter. The people in the Black Lives Matter organization, excuse me, can't even say to black people, all black people, your life matters to me. Or else they want to be killing other black people. Where is the sense in that? Where is the sense of saying... Black lives matter, so I'm going to loot a business owned by a black person, burn it to the ground, find the owner, and kill him. Where is, how do black lives matter in that situation?
why doesn't the life of the black business owner matter? The fact is, it doesn't matter to the people in that organization because that organization is not a social justice organization. It's not about promoting equality amongst black people. It's not It's not even about police and justice. It's about anarchy and chaos and the destruction of the American government. And that this is not something in dispute. This is actually something that has come out of their mouths. So this organization itself is a joke. Now the saying Black Lives Matter does mean something. It is true. But the organization under the guise of Black Lives Matter is a joke. And they should not get our support. They shouldn't get our money. They shouldn't get our time. They shouldn't get our recognition that they even exist. Because they do not care about you. They'll use you for what they want to use you for. Then they'll get rid of you as soon as you're no longer useful to them. Well, I mean, look at what they've done around the country. You don't think they're going to turn around and do it to you too? They shouldn't keep us in fear of them. They're a terrorist organization. They're all about ideology and submission. If you don't submit to us, then we're going to destroy you. That is their mission statement, if you will. And I know people are afraid to stand up to them, but what other choice do we have? If people don't start standing up to them, what they're doing in cities like Portland and Seattle and New York and Washington, D.C., that's going to spread like wildfire all over the country. And when we have the support of the masses, then they won't have a leg to stand on, even if the media does back them. I mean... Who takes the media seriously these days? If if you are one of those people who actually listen to the media um, and believe everything they say, then you're an anomaly and I would be very interested in talking to you. So you can contact the show. Um, you can leave a message on anchor.fm forward slash go think about it. Or you can contact the show by going to gothinkonit.wordpress.com. I... I would be interested in picking your brain and finding out why you trust the media. But back to Pastor Mark Powell in Indianapolis. I fully think that we should support this movement. Um, We should stand up uniformly and say, yes, all lives matter. Hashtag all lives matter. The response should be overwhelming. We need to stand up and say that we are sick of seeing our country being destroyed day in and day out because all lives matter. Now, I don't know much about Mark Powell. Um, I know almost nothing about him, actually. So I don't know if this is the same Mark Powell that ran for uh, Indiana's 9th District for the U.S. House of Representatives, um, and he ran as a Democrat. Um, But if this is the same Mark Powell, then I cannot support him politically. I can only support him in the All Lives Matter movement and the All Lives Matter organization. Um, 
but if this is the same Mark Powell, I'm very curious to see how he reconciles um, his views on abortion with his organization All Lives Matter, because I don't see how he can bring those two together, and I'd be very interested in finding out. Be that as it may, I think we should all get behind this guy and the All Lives Matter movement. Hashtag All Lives Matter and everything you tweet. Sure, Twitter might suspend you for hate speech, but if the response is overwhelming, then we'll start attacking their revenue because they're going to lose so many Twitter users, and they won't want that. They want their money. Are you kidding? But the point is, we can turn the tides to this terrorism and this so-called hate speech. We can make the difference. But we have to do it together. Now, since we're on the topic of Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, that brings me to the next one, Baby Lives Matter. Um, There's a story about Taylor Hansen, who's a pro-life artist. He painted Baby Lives Matter in front of Planned Parenthood. I think this is great. I love it. I mean, cities across the nation are saying, hey, it's okay to paint Black Lives Matter on the streets. So he said, okay, I'll paint something that I believe in, and that's Baby Lives Matter. I mean, he used paint that would easily wash off um, because it is still the destruction of public property, which, once again, Black Lives Matter um, and the writers don't care about because they're tearing down federal property. But he saw that people are defacing public property um, and then taxpayers are paying to paint Black Lives Matter on public property. So he said, okay, that's fine with me. And he took the initiative and painted what he believed on public property. He said, it's okay if other people deface public property, I'm going to. But he did it in a way that the riders aren't doing it. Um, The riders are doing permanent damage. He just did temporary damage with paint that could easily be washed off. And I believe within 10 hours, the paint was gone. So he did it the right way. He did it to make a statement, not cause destruction. He did it to voice his opinion, not overthrow civility. He did it to start discussion, not force submission. I love this, and I hope it happens a lot more. But if you go do it, do it the way he did it. Don't cause destruction. Don't make it permanent. Make a statement. That's all you need to do. This this um, Taylor Hansen, and it, it, he took pictures of what he did, of his artwork, um, even though not everyone would call it artwork, but... Um, he took a picture of this mural and he spread it on Twitter and and it just went crazy on Twitter. Um, so he did it the right way. He did it just to make a statement. And I only hope I see more stories like this. Now, before I go, 
we are going to have a new segment on the podcast called Go Fish. Now, what is Go Fish? Well, it's just like the game you used to play as a kid. Or maybe you do still play it. I have my friend Ben Fisher on the line, and we're going to run some stories by him that I didn't talk about in the podcast. And he's going to go fish. He's going to pick one or two, and he's going to give us his opinion on them. So let's quit wasting time and go fish. Do you have any kings? Go fish. Go fish. Go fish. Hey Ben, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. It's an awesome privilege to be here with you today, Kyle. Well, thanks for saying that. That's very kind of you. So are you ready to do this? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so here are my stories for you. Uh, first up, Governor Eric Holcomb has led in Indiana into the next step into totalitarianism with a statewide mask mandate. Uh, next, Andy Stanley announced that his church won't be opening back up until 2021 because of COVID concerns, and it seems like a lot of other churches are following suit. Um, Joe, a Joe Biden campaign staffer calls cops worse than pigs, and nothing happened to that staffer. Um, <laughs> Liberty University sues New York Times for $10 million in a defam- defamation lawsuit. Uh, Portland's being destroyed, but the mayor actually supports the quote-unquote protesters. And finally, last week, three inmates were executed by lethal injection in Terre Haute State Penitentiary. So, there you go. All right. Well, let's start uh, with the last one. Let's talk about the inmates at the penitentiary and the executions that happened last week in Terre Haute. Uh, I think, uh, obviously... um, this is a big step forward for the executive branch of the government. Uh, haven't had lethal injections or any executions in over a decade. Uh, it's been a very long time. And one of my biggest complaints about uh, the death penalty is the fact that it takes so long for the families of the victims to uh, have that justice come through. And, and um, so, yes, I'm, I'm in favor of the death penalty personally, um, I think. Uh, biblically, you can see that the governments have the right to uh, enforce punishment even up to death, um, and that's. But that is the government's job. That is not a vigilante uh, job of the of a individual acting on their own behalf. It is uh, proper and therefore right for the government to try uh, citizens and otherwise as innocent until proven guilty but once they're proven guilty i think the punishment should be swift and and um taken out there so uh, i think when you do have uh, the capital punishment when you do have the death penalty and follow it through i think that sends a message to um folks out there that um for whatever reason maybe are considering uh crimes of this heinous nature you know you definitely need to when you send that message out there, um, it maybe may just attract one or two people at least to to not go through with the plan to to kill, to murder, to to portray these just horrible acts of violence. And so, um, I think you know you need to have that strength behind the government. So, okay, so you're fine with it. You're fine with the death penalty. Absolutely, if now, carried out in the proper way. I got a question for you. One of the guys said that. You're killing an innocent man. 
What do you think about that? Yeah, those were the last words of uh, the person that has been through the court system, who's been tried, who's had several appeals, uh, and and none of those have produced evidence or uh, have shot the um, evidence in such a way that uh, proved his innocence or anything like that. He was proven guilty by a court of law. Um, so... Um, the only way that he could be innocent is if he decided to be washed with the blood of Jesus Christ, uh, in which he would be innocent in the sight of God, but yet still subject to uh, earthly governments to which he broke a law. There are consequences to our actions. So, um, you know, people can say what they want. They have the freedom of speech up until death, uh, but the court obviously proved otherwise. All right. Uh, I think we have time for one more quick one. Yeah, okay. You got another one that you want to pick? Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the governor's mask mandate. That's the big one on the table right now. Um, you know, Governor Erica Holcomb has uh, enacted a mask mandate, which is uh, following along with several other governors in the United States. Uh, so it's kind of a trendy thing to do amongst governors. But um, whereas I think, honestly, I think Governor Holcomb maybe had uh, good intentions in this. Maybe he, he's trying to do what he thinks is right for the safety of citizens and individuals. But one, uh, it's not the government's job to provide for my personal individual safety. It's for them to um, uphold my freedoms and, and such. Now, okay, let's just put that aside even and say the governor wanted to, you know, has the right and the authority to um, do this, which um, he doesn't really. But, you know, say he does... Even in that, making it a Class B misdemeanor is is just way beyond the scope uh, and the uh, his duties in that respect. And so, a, a governor doesn't make law; a governor just carries out the law that's made by the legislature. And I applaud uh, Attorney General Curtis Hill on his um, his response and and his advice that um, the legislature did not give the governor specific powers to enact a mass mandate. If the governor wanted to do that, he needed to call a special session of legislature and definitely did not have uh, the authority to make it into a misdemeanor. Now, we did see news today that the governor has backed off of that Class B misdemeanor and is looking to enforce the mask mandate with education. Um, so prepare to be educated by your local health departments when you are not in compliance with that mask mandate. Now, I, I have a question for you because when he when he first made the mandate, he made it a misdemeanor, but then he said that he wasn't going to strictly enforce it. And then Sheriff Skinner out of Muncie, he said he's not going to enforce it at all. He said that this is a public health concern, not a police concern. So he made it a crime that's not going to be strictly enforced. And he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the support of the legislation. He doesn't have the support of the police. So what was even the point of making it a crime in the first place? I mean, to me, it sounds like he's trying to play both sides. Yeah, I think the governor here is trying to put some teeth into something that really just didn't have any sort of uh, backing by the Constitution of the United States or the uh, state of Indiana. He, he just, the governor was trying to assert how important this mask mandate is. But as you said, uh, Sheriff Skinner and the uh, the sheriff in Henry County and and 
others, I'm sure, have said, you know, hey, we're not the mask police. We're not, uh, that's not our job to enforce that because it's not actually law. Uh, his executive action is not actually a law made by the legislature, therefore cannot be uh, criminally acted upon. So therefore, it's going to be um, the punishment, quote unquote, will be meted out by the state health department and the county health departments. So, I, which begs the question, you know, how many employees do each of these health departments really have and how is this going to really be carried out? Well, it's just a socially shaming kind of thing that's going to really kind of be what makes this mandate work or not work. Um, and so it's really kind of one of those things where it sounds really Im imperative and, and very much intrusive on us, but it's just there is not going to be something that can be easily upheld uh, or should be. So, um, you know. All right. Well, thanks for your time, Ben. Well, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be with you, and I look forward to the future. So where can people find you on social media and the interweb? Well, you can check me out on my new podcast. It's called Liberty Beacon, Indiana, where we talk about a lot of political and governmental actions here in the state of Indiana. Uh, the best way to find us right now, you can go to facebook.com slash Liberty Beacon, Indiana, all one word there, of course, facebook.com slash Liberty Beacon, Indiana. Or you can check us out on the any of the podcast uh, distribution channels out there. There's Spotify. There's like Apple Podcasts. There's a lot of them out there right now. Or Anchor.fm is where you can find the home of my podcast. Uh, just check it out, Liberty Beacon, Indiana. All right. Thanks. Thank you. And that's it for today. Thank you for listening to the Go Think On It podcast. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. I still don't have Facebook or Twitter up and running. But in the meantime, you can send me a message at gothinkonit.wordpress.com. That's gothinkonit.wordpress.com. Don't forget, as you go throughout your day, as you listen to the news, before you respond, just go think on it. <laughs>